For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm, mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel, too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. I participate in McDonald's. Yesterday, as we already know, as you probably already know, the state of Alabama murdered, lynched, Nate Woods, a completely innocent man who shot and killed nobody, who did not participate in the crime in any kind of way. In fact, Nate Woods never broke law on the day that he was arrested, was charged as an accomplice for a crime he had absolutely nothing to do with. In fact, I read late last night testimony from police who said, that when the shooting began, Nate had already surrendered to police and was in their custody. Yet last night, they killed him anyways. I'll try to unpack and explain some things. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. course i'm incredibly frustrated and i don't want to overstate how crushed i am knowing that nate's children nate's family nate's grandchildren are way more hurt than i could ever imagine um i'm frustrated i'm angry i'm pissed um i wouldn't say i'm surprised this system, and I have to say it over and over and over again, this thing that we call the justice system, it's a stupid name. This system was not created to provide, particularly was not created to particularly provide black people with justice. It was meant to oppress and brutalize and dehumanize black people. This system was meant as a tool of white supremacy. And so all of a sudden, when we try to squeeze it and make it do something else, it rarely works, rarely. Rarely does it do anything other than what it was built and designed and intended to do. And that's what happened last night. Nate Woods, and I want to be clear, I've read all the court transcripts, all the testimony, hundreds of pages, over and over and over again. I only wish we had more time. You know, I've only known about this case for a little more than a week, and we scrambled and supported the attorneys and rebuilt the website, SaveNate.com, and, and, and set up the phone dialers and the letter-writing campaign and everything else that we could do. We got several activists and organizers involved last night. We had several United States senators involved. We had mayors Uh, members of the government even there in Alabama fighting, excuse me, trying to save Nate. And, um, you know, we thought we had a little chance. I knew when the Supreme Court issued a stay, and all that meant was Nate was scheduled to be executed at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And all that meant was that the Supreme Court was saying, don't execute him at 7, we're still reviewing the case. They reviewed the case for what appears to be maybe 90 minutes or so and then said, hey, uh, you know, 
It's fine. Go ahead and do what you do. And Nate needed to be executed before midnight because when they issue these death warrants, they only exist for a 24-hour period. And, you know, after the Supreme Court removed their stay or delay of execution, our only hope really was for the governor of Alabama uh, to intervene, but she wrote a letter saying that she would not, even though she had posted multiple times across social media about the sanctity of human life, but she was just talking about ending abortions. She, you know, we, we say it all the time. They, they talk all this trash about how much they care about babies in the womb, but the moment they're born, they don't give a damn. They don't give a damn. And anybody, any attorney or anyone else who reviewed this case understood that Nate didn't even commit a crime. His his friend, Carrie Spencer, who is also on death row and actually shot and killed three police officers and then went on the run for it. Carrie has always said, no, Nate had nothing to do with it. You know, one of the biggest pieces of evidence to me was that after the shooting, as Carrie went on the run, Nate literally calmly sat on a porch across the street, told the police who he was, and calmly, coolly went into custody knowing that he didn't do any of the things that took place there. Um, I, I believe had Nate actually thought he was guilty in any kind of way, he actually probably would have run for his life. Um, but he had submitted to police even when they came into the house. And then the shooting broke out and several police officers testified that they already had Nate in custody in the house. Then the shooting broke out and Nate just uh, ran for his life and just ran across the street and sat on a porch. That's all he did. That's it. The beginning, middle and end of the whole story. And that in our government, someone could be executed for that. You know, a family member of one of the police officers who was killed, finally, we tried all week to get any of the family members to come out, a sister um, who loved who loved her brother. Her brother was one of the police officers who was killed, said, my God, no, don't, don't kill Nate Woods. He literally did not shoot my brother and had nothing to do with this. But the system needed blood. It needed, it, it needed heads and... Because Nate was there, they wanted to make sure not only that Nate paid, but that they sent a lesson. That's what this was really about. It was about sending a lesson, not just to Nate and his family, but to black people in Birmingham, to black people in general. If you're in the vicinity, we'll take your life. You know, a lot of people failed Nate, and... I was messaging with um, the rapper T.I., who I have to say was one of the most helpful people, period. T.I. and I spoke 10 times yesterday. He was calling in every favor, every person he knew. Um, they did everything we possibly could do. And, um, you know, at the end of the night, he said to me that he felt like a failure, like he had failed Nate. And I had to tell him, like, no, man. T.I. had only known about the case for 48 hours. Like, this system, this government has failed us. Not not you, man. Not us. 
We did everything we knew to do. We failed in our pursuit, yes. Um, but we were, we were against basically impossible, insurmountable odds. I, I think maybe if we had a few months, even if possibly if we had a few weeks, but Nate just got a brand new attorney. His previous attorneys were completely incompetent and were hardly doing anything to defend him in any capacity. Even the state should have delayed his execution just to give him time to have a reasonable defense. The Supreme Court in a couple of months is hearing a case about how no one should be executed on a non-unanimous verdict. The jury voted 10 to 2 in favor of the death penalty. That shouldn't be enough. We thought maybe even the governor or district courts or others might stop the execution just to say, let's wait for that case to be heard. But no. It's the breakdown, the breakdown, the breakdown, the breakdown, the breakdown, break it down now. I help lead a team at a group called the Action Pack, and we have just an amazing, brilliant staff. And I want to give all of them a major shout-out. I'm thinking of, of Adam and Chris and Miriam and Taylor and Damian and so many others, uh, Jen, Becky, and everybody who really stopped everything they were doing over this past week. And we worked virtually 24 hours a day over the past week to do anything that we could to try to save the life of Nate Woods. But we learned a lot of lessons over this past week. We didn't do the work to to learn lessons, but it will take more time to, to even have a chance at saving somebody's life. We clearly see we need more time. We need it. In the Rodney Reed case, Rodney was being represented by the Innocence Project, and they had been working on his case for 20 years. So they had this world-class legal team in place for 20 years, and Nate didn't have that. Uh, a brilliant young woman, uh, Lauren Farino, came on board just two weeks ago, which put Nate in a great deficit. And Lauren, God bless her heart, threw everything she had into this case. She found me. She found us and got us involved. And I think Lauren was brilliant. Nate is dead, but Lauren came at it from every angle she possibly could, got other attorneys and people and politicians involved, got me involved. And we just needed more time. The time allows you to craft a better strategy. The time allows you to to get Republicans on board, which is not easy. They've asked that I not say their names, but we had several Republicans who were helping us yesterday. They just needed more time. And um, they saw what was happening and and didn't like it, didn't like it at all. And um, they needed more time to work their strategy like we did in the Rodney Reed case. Um, You know, we... We were always up against it because three police officers were killed. And there's, there are 10 different things that make me angry. But one that might surprise you is there were several groups that could and should have helped Nate. 
and they just didn't. And I think they didn't in great part because three police officers were killed. Nate had nothing to do with it, but it made the case dangerous. And most organizations that fight wrongful convictions, they just weren't trying to touch it. They just wouldn't. I know I I asked them. The family had already asked them. Lauren asked them. And in the end, they would say a little, they'd they'd tweet here or there or whatever, but they, they, Nate needed a world-class organization to take on this case. And the few that exist, they didn't. And that's not why he died. He died because this system is racist. It's unjust. They were determined to murder Nate. They lied about Nate. The attorney general lied about Nate. The attorney general of Alabama lied and said that Nate never surrendered. Of course he did. He surrendered twice, actually. And the police officer testimony says this. I've read it over and over and over again. There are no smoke and mirrors here. Nate surrendered in the house to police. The police officers he surrendered to saw it, and the police officers who entered the house saw it and testified and said that. Nate only ran when the shooting broke out because it was horrible and scary. And he literally just ran across the street and sat on the porch and surrendered again, calmly, coolly, respectfully. He didn't break a single law in the entire ordeal. (laughs) It is in every way, in every aspect of the definition, it it was a lynching. He never received a fair trial. He never received anything that resembled justice. They were just determined to kill that man. And, um, it's, uh, it's heartbreaking. You know, if you can today, uh, please follow us at grassroots law on Instagram. We're, we're a baby. It's a brand new effort, a brand new project that we're building uh, off of our work to exonerate and free Rodney Reed and stop his execution to get Michael Thompson out of prison in Michigan and um, and to save Nate Woods. And in each case, we learn more and more. Follow, uh, again, at Grassroots Law on Instagram. I'd love it if you'd consider going to The Action Pack, theactionpac.com, and donate to our efforts there and uh, all of the work that we do for Grassroots Law and everything else we do because of the generous support of our donors at The Action Pack. So I've got to run. I'm working with the family today. They're hoping to do protests and more. Um, we have a beautiful, beautiful poem, um, a special piece that Nate wrote that he gave to us in case he was murdered last night. And we're publishing that at thenorthstar.com. And I'd love for you to read it and share it. Um, it should be live by the time you hear this, all right? I've got to run. Thank each of you for your support. God bless you. Take care, everybody. Break it down.
Looking for your next great hire? CareerBuilder is the fastest growing job site in the U.S. with over 140 million candidate profiles and growing. Plus, candidates on CareerBuilder have skills for the most in-demand occupations. Let us help you rebuild and rehire a strong, more diverse workforce fast. CareerBuilder, we're building for you. Visit hiring.careerbuilder.com forward slash recruit.